Welcome to Talk is Sheep, a podcast by the Wild Sheep Society of British Columbia. Join us as we cover conservation updates, tips and tricks to campfire chats. Morning, Steve. How's things? Wow. Episode 13 already, hey? It's crazy. crazy. Yeah. No, we're... uh... Lucky number 13, and it's been fun so far. That last one with Omer was... Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I learned some new swear words. It, it, was, yeah. uh, it was impressive, for sure. Impressive, for sure. I would I would say that's pretty accurate. So, no, it was definitely fun talking to Omer and uh, getting his perspective and hearing about his sheep hunt with Garrett. Um, that was uh, very, very cool yeah. outing and stuff. So, yeah, that was fun with uh, Omer. Yeah, really such a solid one. dude. I always love a chat with him. Yeah, absolutely. Super knowledgeable too, right? Oh, he's yeah. just so, when it comes to guns and gear, he's just, uh, he's a guy that gets out and uses them. And yeah, just, uh, that's the cool thing about our, where we're at right now with uh, the hunting community is yeah. there's so many great resources and it's, there's great gear and then there's good resources, right? Like um, a lot of these companies that support us, uh, they're legit companies. They're people that are out using this stuff, uh, genuinely using it. Uh, like Stone Glacier is a classic example. They they use that stuff day in and day out, and it's well proven, right? So, oh, absolutely, um, yeah. Somebody who walks the walk and actually can can back it up. You can go. This is why it works, not just because of a sales pitch. It's because he's actually tried and true it, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool, and uh, yeah, I love that aspect of it. And uh, yeah, so it's pretty cool. Again, nothing against the big box stores, but it sure makes a big difference when mm-hmm. you can call someone up and you know pick up the phone. You talk to Omer. You're going to talk for an hour and he's going to tell you he's super passionate, lives it every day. And, uh, you know, he's at the range all the time with his rifles and stuff. It's just so knowledgeable and yeah, good, good stuff for sure. So. I was happy to see that he was socially distancing his rifles last time there and they were wearing masks and abiding by the PHO rules, right? That was pretty great. He's got such a, he's got such a hilarious sense of humor. Eh? It's just cracks oh, me up yeah. the stuff he comes up with for Absolutely. sure. So, never a dull moment. So yeah, never. no, he was a fun guest and you know, I'm really stoked about episode 13, uh, the Wild Sheep Foundation is an organization that you and I are both members of. Yep. Uh, it's near and dear to our heart. Uh, they stand for everything that I believe in, uh, in terms of uh, conservation and, and wild sheep. And uh, so it, it's this is going to be a great episode. Uh, Gray Thornton, uh, present CEO of the Wild Sheep Foundation, super knowledgeable guy. I've got the highest level of respect for Gray. Yeah. He uh, does such a fantastic job of, uh, you know, leading our organization. Yeah, right? long so. history in the conservation world as well. I'm sure he'll get into that as well. So he's he's just an all-around great guy. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. And then uh, he's going to be joined by Keith Belford. Uh, Keith is their directory, director of marketing and communications, and uh, he came over from Boone and Crockett. And we'll get into that with Keith today and, and learn about his history and uh in this space and where he comes from, but uh, Keith's just a real knowledgeable guy. I've had the opportunity to work with him a few times and just really switched on. Look forward to hearing what Keith has to talk about as well. So, Yo, definitely, definitely. It's going to be a fun, fun time. For sure. So as we've talked about before, I'm 
uh, on the board of directors with the foundation as well. And I happen to be a membership chair and uh, we're going to do a uh, shameless plug here for our membership appreciation. <laughs> it's allowed. <laughs> uh, so the Wild Sheep Foundation does have a membership appreciation hunt giveaway. Uh, it's on right now. It's going to run until the end of Sheep Week. And uh, basically anyone that signs up for a one-year family, three-year life or summit uh, membership, they're going to get in, entered into that drawing. Uh, really, really cool. You get your choice of one of three hunts. There's a New Mexico antelope hunt from uh, Bucks and Bulls Guiding Outfitters. A New Mexico Oryx hunt from Delray Outdoors and a Texas Outad hunt from High West Outfitters. So winner of that giveaway gets to choose one of those three hunts. So if if a person is going to sign up as a member to the foundation, this is the time to do it. Uh, you get a chance at one of those hunts and um, it's going to be pretty, pretty cool for the winner to get out and do that sort of thing. So I saw something else that came up today about somebody uh, if they sign up. Wasn't it Jason... Jason said something about if somebody signed up, they got an entry into a, as a new member, an entry to win uh, the Yeti book or something. Yeah, that was Jason Meitzinger. Is that right? Yeah. 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 yeah I seen that last night. I, to be honest with you, I never clicked uh, on the details of it. But yeah, he's given away one of the Yeti books. It's it's with the golden ticket, too. I believe that one. Um, so that that thing's worth a lot of money and uh, very it's a keepsake i've got one of those yeti books yeah um, and they're fantastic man such a great collaboration adam foss was the lead on that and he just crushed it um beautiful book um just a, a timeless keepsake it's one of those things that will uh be in my game room forever uh it just mm -hmm. is so beautiful you can't understand um, what a beautiful collaboration it is and it's all part of our wild sheep family so it's all the people that we know and love so anyway very cool um yeah i haven't looked at that so interesting that um he's doing that giveaway um and i and did see that on ticket. yeah yeah for sure that's on the foundations i seen it on their found, uh, facebook yeah. page so anyone yeah. interested can go over there and check it out and follow the criteria there like i said I, I didn't read all the fine print on it i knew you had to do a few things there so yeah very cool um, and for this membership appreciation hunt giveaway, just a, a point. Um, this is for members. It's an appreciation uh, appreciation thing. So yeah, if you sign up or you upgrade, you get entries into, and you get the more the higher level you go, the more you get. So mm -hmm. a one year gets a one ticket. If you're a summit, you get ten tickets, uh, which is the way it should be. The, the more you're given, the more you should be getting. Um, and then in terms of the uh, you can buy additional tickets. So if a member wants to uh, get more tickets, they can buy them 20 bucks. So how do you, how do you get the extra tickets? Uh, well, the best way to do it is to uh, give Sydney a call um, or you can log on to the website and um, it's uh, wildsheepfoundation.org forward slash 2020 hyphen membership hyphen appreciation. I know that's a mouthful, so uh, probably your best bet is to uh, pick up the phone and call the foundation. Um, but you can also do it online. And if you sign up for the hunt giveaway, you do it automatically. You're automatically, or sorry, for a membership, you're automatically entered for the giveaway. So, um, but the extra tickets, you got to call in and do that. Um, that's the best way to do it. So, um, or awesome. go to the website. So, awesome. all right. So episode 13, Gray Thornton and Keith Belford, Wild Sheep Foundation. Totally pumped.
If you looked up the words conservation superhero in the dictionary, you would see a picture of our friend Omer from Precision Optics, a tireless donor and supporter of all things wild sheep. Precision Optics, located in Quinell, British Columbia, truly stands alone in the high alpine. From optics to rifles to outdoor gear and a knowledge that cannot be surpassed, toss in that killer smile and you have a total conservation package. Precision Optics, we are truly thankful for the support you show us every step of the way. Find them online at precisionoptics.net or in Aroma Foods, located just off Highway 97 in Quinell, BC. Well, good morning, gentlemen. How's things uh, down in uh, Montana there, Gray? Hey there, Kyle. A uh, little bit of snow now, finally, but um, doing well. Just getting uh, getting ready for our uh, big virtual sheep week, so it's a busy time of year for us. Pretty exciting. Yeah, I got to say thank you to you both. I know you guys are both flat out. Uh, we were talking to Keith here before we started recording, and I know you got a hard stop here shortly, Keith, so we'll we'll jump right in. But uh, thank you both for taking the time to, to speak to us and our listeners today. Thank you. Um, so before we get started, um, you know, Gray, this is the first time on the show. Um, I'm just wondering... Are you able to uh, to give us a little bit of uh, of your background? I know you've been in the wild sheep community for a long time now, but uh, you've been in the conservation world and and the outdoor space for for literally decades. So, can you give our listeners just a, a brief rundown on on where you came from and how you got here today? Um, yeah, thank you, Kyle. Yeah, it, it's it's been a uh, it's been a it's been a fabulous uh, fabulous run and uh, and, a, and a great life. But yes, with several different organizations, I. Post uh, post college, early '80s, went to work in the in the um, equipment world, the the technical equipment, first Xerox, then Unisys, and then uh, uh, just by a, a, an odd uh, switch of fate or piece of fate, I, I ended up getting uh, getting involved in Safari Club International, and uh, was the guy that started their chapter development program in 1990. Um, had been had been involved in several organizations. Uh, funny enough, uh, my first organization I joined as a late comer to the hunting world uh, was Society for the Conservation of Bighorn Sheep, and uh, that was in the in the mid '80s. So it's kind of funny that it came full circle and came back to the sheep world. But I uh, went to work for uh, Safari Club International. Um, worked for them for seven years, and then uh, went over to Dallas Safari Club and was their executive director for 11 years and, and then after 18 years of the safari clubs, um, made a change and, and really wanted to really drive into the conservation space. Uh, you know, SCI and DSC are certainly conservation organizations, but um, you know, Wild Sheep and, and that passionate group of uh, what was then the foundation of North American Wild Sheep when I was in my Safari days uh, was a was a great uh, great opportunity. Great group of people remains so and even better. So um, a little over a decade ago, went uh, went to work for a Wild Sheep Foundation. So I've, I've worn a number of uh, different logos, um, you know, all with partners, and and certainly blessed to be a part of this uh, Wild Sheep family today. Oh, we're sure thankful to have you, Gray. You're our fearless leader in the wild sheep community. And I tell you, every day I wake up, I'm thankful that you're at the helm. So uh, really appreciate what you're doing and your leadership and, and coming to be part of this wild sheep family. It's, it's absolutely awesome for sure. So. Well, Kyle, thank you. And if you wake up every day and, uh, and, and thank uh, me for being at the helm, I, I got to offer, offer a segue because 
I wake up every day and thank God that we hired Keith Balford because especially in this new space of uh, a virtual show that we're, we're you know, I think uh, rightfully moving to uh, for 2021 anyway, um, you know, Keith has been the tip of the spear. And so uh, I, I thank my lucky stars uh, that, that we have uh, brought him on board over a year ago and, and he's in his position for what the challenges we face now. Oh, that's fantastic. And that's a great segue. So Keith, let's jump into that. So you're uh, relatively new to the wild sheep exclusively world, but you're not new to the uh, hunting space and the conservation world. So give us a little bit of rundown, just kind of like Gray did of where you came from and, and how you got to where we are today. Sure. I'm, uh, I'm about as long in the tooth in this as Gray is. Uh, I've been doing marketing, communications, advertising, and uh, in the outdoor industry for 30 years, I started off um, doing ad sales for a hunting publication that led to a stint with an ad agency that serviced the hunting and fishing industry, which led to a stint with my own ad agency uh, doing the same type of work. And prior to coming here to Wild Sheep, I was the director of marketing for the Boone Crockett Club uh, for 19 years. So, um, Long tour of duty, um, very fortunate to have found this as a career path, um, you know, hunted and fished all my life and being able to uh, make a living doing that, but not only doing that, but having the, the effect uh, of good conservation work uh, is, is extremely rewarding. Uh, enjoyed immensely my time with Boone and Crockett. Uh, certainly an iconic organization that that did so many things for so many years. Um, Wild Sheep was a, was a new challenge, very focused. Um, certainly, you know, putting and keeping sheep on the, on the mountain is, is about as specific as you can get. And uh, a lot of the people that I've worked with over the years are, are still uh, good contacts, good friends, good relationships, good partners. So didn't really miss a beat there. Um, the virtual thing, that's that's new for everybody. Uh, we're learning so many new things every day. Um, and it's, it's, it's an exciting journey. It's also, you know, where we're at today. Um, you start looking at, uh, you know, what Wall Street's talking about in terms of business travel being half of what it used to be going into the future and these virtual conferences and virtual conventions uh, replacing a lot of that in-person uh, thing as much as we hate to see that go and it'll never go entirely uh, we'll be back in reno in person here knock on wood uh, in 2022 but the opportunity to uh, communicate and share and engage with more people uh, virtually online is uh, you know expands our our reach and, and certainly our ability to do the work that we do, you know, on the ground and, and on the mountain for sheep. Um, it's interesting. There's been um, this transition and, uh, you know, the Wild Sheep Society BC, we lost our fundraiser last spring in March. Um, you know, it was uh, tough for us to take it on the chin, but you know, our members stepped up. It's been pretty phenomenal. And by the way, I think, Gray, you're going to have to start send, stop sending your marketing and communications guys up to BC for our fundraiser. 
Um, Garrett did that two years ago and uh, he couldn't make it up there. And then Keith was on the airplane to come up and literally the day before, I think, pulled the pin. Uh, so I, I don't know if it's the marketing comms guys that have got things jinxed or what's going on there. But uh, anyway, we appreciate you trying to make the show this year, Keith. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. And uh, we're looking forward to hopefully in 22, have you up here and and um, and be, be part of our show. But um, so let's talk a little bit about the virtual event. So Sheep Show is iconic. People hear about it. A lot of people don't know about it. Probably a lot of our listeners don't know about it. Haven't had the opportunity to be down in Reno. Um, how's this virtual event, uh, how's that different this year? What's going to be different for uh, the wild sheep uh, participants? And what does that look like for from a virtual aspect? Well, Kyle, you know, first of all, and you kind of kind of nailed it on the name alone. I mean, we, we've had a sheep show. Uh, which many people are, are familiar with and love, and we, we as we do, uh, which is which is has been a you know a, a three day four night um, expo for for many many years, um, and and we love it. Um, we fortunately started branding Sheep Week because even though the show might be four nights and three days, we're there all week, and there's preparation going on. Uh, it was a natural extension for us to as we realized in early summer uh, and then started to act on it midsummer and then execute late summer um, that, that it was likely we needed to go virtual, uh, that, that sheep week would be the logical choice. Uh, obviously, no one wants to sit online for eight, nine, ten hours a day. So if we expand the, the breadth of the show uh, to a uh, online yet with live components for six days, uh, we can break down those those um, that content into you know one hour, ninety minute, two hour segments um, of live content, um, but then twenty four hours of of online content and information and seminars and and videos and a virtual uh, space of the finest guides and outfitters and artists and jewelers and taxidermists and firearm manufacturers and optics in the world. So it, it is, uh, it's been a um, uh, kind of an amazing uh, lift, but also a, a great um, mind opening for us. I mean, we, you know, we, um, we realized early on that, you know, we were going to have to make changes. And, you know, Kyle, Wild Sheep Society of BC saw that firsthand with the cancellation of your, your event in March. Um, you know, we were very, very fortunate to pull ours off in January before the poo-poo hit the oscillator uh, in late February, March. Um, but realized, you know, you can only get lucky once. We better have a plan B. And, and again, you know, I'll hats off to Keith because he, he was – you know, while I may have been one to try to maintain hope that we could all get together and spill beer on each other's shoes in Reno in, in January 2021. Uh, you know, Keith has been, um, you know, the, a, a calming agent of, hey, man, um, maybe that's not going to happen. So, um, you know, that's another segue to Keith to maybe take it from there and then we'll both dive into where uh, where this show will go but um it's it's a interesting opportunity that we've seen and even though we will get back together we know um, in the future 
man, this virtual world is not going anywhere. And, and we're just very, very pleased that we're, we're jumping on it early uh, because I see this being at least a part of our reality from 2022 and beyond. Well, it's quite interesting. Uh, you know, one thing that I've noted is uh, there's a lot of big groups or big people in the hunting space that aren't doing anything. They've just, uh, you know, they didn't plan early. Uh, the foundation made an early decision to make, uh, to go to a virtual platform. And there's a lot out there that um, aren't doing anything from what I understand this year. Is that, is that the case or what's, what's going on with the sort of, I guess, other people in our space? Well, yes. And, and, you know, I think we all, you know, we all were hopeful, um, but we haven't seen as of yet, at least the, the, the breadth of the, the virtual platform that Wild Chief Foundation has, has taken. Um, many organizations uh, and all of our partners and friends have, have been in the online auction world. And interesting enough, uh, you know, Wild Sheep Society BC is, is, is such an innovator and, and Kyle, you've been, uh, you've been such a lead in that. Um, but it was actually Guide Outfitters Association of BC that took the lead for our industry, at least in my mind, about six, seven years ago with online auctions. Uh, and it's a BC platform uh, with Live Auction World or BC-based platform with Live Auction World that uh, after being at a GOABC event, uh, I think it was in Kelowna, um, you know, the the then DSC executive director and I uh, sitting in there watching this in-person show, participating in an in-person show, participating in an in-person auction, saw the capabilities of making that broader to an online audience both uh, Wild Sheep Foundation and, and DSC uh, that next year uh, launched our online auction programs. Um, so that was a fairly easy lift. We've been doing that for, for six years. Now, we, we got with our vendor over the summer when we saw the likelihood of a, uh, you know, a virtual event being the only thing that we could do. And so we worked with our vendor and, and worked on uh, their, their functionality, their platform, their capabilities, and improved the visual aspects of it, some of the audio aspects of it, uh, to what we're going to be offering in January 2021. But the big lift for us uh, was the expo side. Um, you know, I'd, I'd ask staff early on when we started talking about a in April, this is the you know the spring of, of a rethink and retool of, of our all of our business units. You know, I said, you know, we, we don't yet know this online world. Uh, we've we've been in it in certain places, but certainly not in an expo place. But I challenged them. I said, I I want you to show me how I can buy Kyle Stelter a beer online. Now, if I can do that, we got this thing lit. Well. You know, through the efforts of, of, of Keith and our team and some excellent contractors that, that Keith brought to our, our place in August, um, you know, we, we have not quite been able to buy that beer for Kyle and drink it online, but we've gotten really damn close. And uh, we've, we've contracted with a platform uh, that has uh, incredible functionality, gamification, uh, engagement uh, for our attendees, engagement for the exhibitors. The exhibitors can 
show videos, live chat, video chat, schedule. Um, you know, we, we have been building booths, the booths, a virtual booth for our exhibitors. And it was really interesting. I was visiting with Jack Atchison Jr. this week as he built out his virtual booth. And Kyle, you know, his comment to me was, wow, this is the wave of the future. And now that I've seen the platform that the Wild Sheep Foundation is using for our virtual expo, he plans to post-show CAM, his entire uh, website program, and model it after the V-booth that he built for Sheep Week. So, you know, Keith, I know you can add a lot to this, but, you know, it's, it's an exciting platform. Yeah, very cool, great. Keith, do you mind jumping into sort of, you know, four – Let's let's start start out. I guess for somebody that's been for to Sheep Show and they know the experience. What does it look like for them as a as a user now in the, in this new online environment? What is it? How is that going to look differently? And what what can they expect when they come come to the show virtually this year? Well, it's <clears throat> we've been using the term uh, you know Sheep Show the home video game because that's essentially what it's going to look like. Uh, people log into SheepWeek.org. When the show goes live uh, or the platform goes live on uh, January 11th, first thing they'll see is a, is a mock-up of our registration lobby with you know, avatars in it dressed up in camo and cowboy boots and an auditorium hallway and exhibit hallway and things to click on and go here and go there. It's all web-based. Uh, people can join us on their uh, mobile devices, tablets, home computers, laptops, and uh, you, you tour around with your mouse, just like you would, uh, you know, any type of, of website. Um, it, it's really, and Gray touched on this a little bit, but the, the limitations of, I mean, obviously an in-person event is, is awesome. You get to you know, see people, talk to people in person. That still happens here. Um, you know, our exhibitors can, you know, live chat, group chat, video chat with, with people. Um, but the limitations just, just go away. Gray mentioned Sheep Week or Sheep Show, three night, four, or three day, four night. Now it's Sheep Week. Um, it's actually Sheep Month. Um, this platform is going to be live, active, and available all the way until February 16th. So, um, you know, people can continue to come back. Your registration gives you unlimited access, unlimited sessions. You know, if you try and draw parallels from a sheep show, you know, every year that I go to the sheep show, I look at the seminar list and go, oh, I want to go see this seminar. I want to go to this event. I want to go to less than one club. I want to see this exhibitor. And three days go by and, you know, half your bucket list you couldn't get to because you can't get to them all. Well, here you can't. Um, there's nothing that you can't take the time to go do because it's, it's, it's virtual, it's housed. You can go back and do it uh, at, your, at your leisure on your own timetable. Um, you know, from a, an exhibitor or an attendee standpoint, there's no waiting in line. If you want to go see what, you know, Weatherby has to offer this year, you don't have to stand in line and wait to talk to somebody you can you can do everything that they would offer in their booth uh, by the click of a mouse and same thing for our exhibiting partners 
there's only so many people you can talk to in a day. Well, now they can talk to thousands of people all at the same time, engage with all of those people at the same time. Um, and then just, just the, the, the scope of it, uh, you know, we're proud of, you know, us being able to put eleven to 12,000 people through the door in Reno. But those are people that, that want to travel, can travel, um, don't have scheduling conflicts, don't have other uh, time constraints. Now with a virtual convention, there is no limit to the number of participants. Um, conservatively right now, we're estimating that, that over 1.5 million sportsmen will have the opportunity to see something about Sheep Week through our digital marketing, through our through our you know all of our marketing assets to have the opportunity to come and check it out so that's an exciting uh, aspect you know, for membership even even though our registration has only been up for a week we're seeing a huge spike in new memberships you know where these people came from you know we'll find out everything is, is traceable um, but that's a, a huge plus that says there's folks out there that are curious about Wild Sheep Foundation, curious about the work that we do, want to know something about it, are interested in mountain game hunting and, and all aspects of that, and, and now they have access. Whereas before, it was somewhat limiting. Yeah, for sure. To get on that airplane, get down to Reno, the cost of hotels, travel, um, the show itself, uh, there were some barriers to entry for some people there. So... This is, it's easier, it's accessible. Um, what, what's our price point on that? If for a registration, what does it cost for someone to, to go to the show this year? It's, it's a $50 unlimited pass registration fee. Uh, gets you into everything. And, you know, we also have to keep reminding ourselves, not here, but we'd like to remind everybody, we're, we're doing this for wild sheep conservation. Uh, we, we've created a platform and a marketplace where our industry partners, our conservation partners, our members, and new members, and just the curious can come in, um, engage with us, win hunts. Um, I think the total right now is a chance to win somewhere in the neighborhood of 17 different hunts. Even wow. for registering, every registered attendee paid registered attendee is in a drawing for a desert bighorn hunt. Um, all of the, the, the things that people come to know and love about Cheap Show are there. Less than one club's there. Uh, that's a seven hunt giveaway. Uh, our life member events there, that's another desert bighorn hunt giveaway. Then we've got raffles and then Gray mentioned the auction. We are raising money for wild sheep conservation at the end of the day. That's that's what we do. That's what we're here for. That's fantastic, Keith. Yeah, it's uh, that's incredible. So a fifty dollars registration gets you in the chance to win that desert hunt. So that's that in itself. It's a fifty dollars raffle ticket with pretty darn good odds for sure. So um, that's pretty compelling. And then all the other stuff. So you touched base a little bit on it, um, and you talked about the vendor experience and the exhibits and the expo hall. Uh, is there seminars and stuff like that too? So an aspiring sheep hunter or somebody that's interested in mountain game, is there an opportunity for them as well to, to attend some of these seminars? And what does that look like in this virtual environment? 
Yeah, certainly. Um, that's another huge benefit um, for the sheep show and that, that will continue. Uh, we've got a, again, remember I mentioned that the, the limitations, the shackles come off. Uh, we can only run so many seminars during the sheep show, just there's only so many hours in the day. Now we're not limited by that. We've got uh, a whole host of pre-recorded seminars that people are providing to us. Uh, they'll be on a schedule. People can go into our Jack O'Connor lecture hall. That's one of our auditoriums and, you know, tune in and view these seminars. Uh, if they miss a seminar, it's there, it's taped. They can go back and watch it. They can watch it again. Um, so we've got 10 seminars uh, that'll be a variety of, of pre-recorded. Some of them will have live Q&A chat afterward. Uh, so there's a people, an opportunity for people to ask questions of the presenters. And then we've got a host of other opportunities in our adventure theater, which is another auditorium within the virtual platform that has got featured films, videos, uh, other presentations, other seminars uh, that are available there for that five week span that people can come back and, 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 and everything here is, is mountain hunting, Western game hunting. We didn't talk about the international aspect of this, but this is now a global conference. This is a global expo. People from around the world can tune in. Um, so there's a lot of, of opportunity there uh, for the first-time sheep hunter, the seasoned sheep hunter, the aspirational uh, mountain game hunter. We, we've, we've worked hard to kind of cover the gambit so that there's something there for uh, every, every interest level uh, and, and people to kind of check off some of their bucket list adventures. Uh, that's awesome, Keith. Um, I think one thing that's interesting is sheep shows, the dates have moved over the last uh, couple of years occasionally. I think this year you guys moved to the front of the queue um, from previous years. Isn't that correct? Yeah. You, you know, Kyle, we, we typically have been, you know, kind of a, a third week in, in January. Years ago, it used to be a, a February show. You know, we were, we were in in February two years ago, uh, we've gone back to January, and and interesting enough, um, you know, we started to look at, at at the impacts of the pandemic and what it what it would mean and what it would mean six seven months out and in, in you know what's now a month out for the January February shows. We you know we we had an opportunity to move, um, but. Early uh, early summer, or around uh, around the Fourth of July, um, we made a decision to stick where we were, which was that that eleven through sixteen, or you know, back then it was a fourteen through sixteen January date. Um, with uh, Dallas Fire Club moved out into February, um, the shot show was going to be right after us. Um, you know, the wild sheep. Sheep Week now is a is a you know first out of the shoot, first opportunity to see uh, what's happening in the new year, um, and as we pointed out earlier, you know right now is the you know is the only comprehensive online um, event you can go to. So, 
So Kyle, if I may, let me let me try to expand a little bit on what does Sheep Week look like? Um, you know, we've danced around it a little bit that there's, you know, there are, there are online components, there's strictly online components, but there's live components as well. Um, you know, we'll, we'll kick off uh, Sheep Week on, on Monday, January 11th with, you know, the, S, the expo and the online expo opening up. There'll be some pretty exciting um, content in, in, in that, uh, that sphere. But then each evening, Monday through Saturday, you know, we, we, you know, we kick off typically on a Wednesday night. Now we're kicking off on a Monday night. We're actually going to have three command centers. Uh, we've got our command center here in Bozeman, Montana, which is, it will be kind of exhibitor uh, help central. Um, we have a command center in Cody, Wyoming, um, supported by the Wyoming's raffle laws, where we're, all of our live drawings for our raffles will occur in Cody at the Buffalo Bill Center of the West. And then we're setting up a virtual and remote studio in Reno, Nevada. You know, typically we're in the Tuscany ballroom, the huge ballroom, we put 15 to 2,000 people in it. Um, this year it's going to be an effective TV studio uh, with some other exciting surprises that we're going to do. Uh, we will be operating periodically live from all of these locations and stream those live to, uh, to Sheep Week attendees. Uh, we kick off our auctions uh, mid-month, uh, mid this month in December, They'll be online and available, but three of them will be timed. Um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday evening. Then there'll be two other timed auctions. A ladies uh, specific auction, a life member specific auction. The ladies auction will close on Friday. The life member auction will close on Saturday. Then we pivot Thursday night, and again, we'll have some live presentations, uh, touches from various locales where we are around uh, around North America, uh, some cameo appearances from our, our great auctioneer Keith Dinwiddie from British Columbia. Um, but we'll kick off live Thursday evening um, streamed live auctions from the Wild Sheep stage that you've all come to know and love. Les Olhauser will be there in Reno. John Bear will be there in Reno. We'll have ringmen there in Reno, and we'll be auctioning our premier tags, premier hunts, and other other you know high level offerings. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, live online. So you'll feel it, you'll sense it. There'll be the excitement. Uh, it's just not to an in hall audience. It's to a virtual or online audience all around the world. Um, same thing with our raffles. Our raffles is kicked off. You can go to wildsheepraffle.org and participate in the Sheep Week raffles. Uh, again, there are, as you know, BC, Kyle, you and I deal with the, the BC laws. Uh, each state, province, territory uh, has laws on raffles. Um, we, you know, we accommodate those laws and those restrictions by uh, holding our raffles in, in Wyoming. Uh, you can buy your uh, buy your tickets subject to the rules of your state, province, or territory, uh, and we will draw live on Saturday, the 16th, from Cody, Wyoming, um, those great Sheep Week raffles. You know, you can get a, a doll, a stones, a bighorn, uh, a desert. Uh, we've got another a bunch of other great hunts, a wall of guns, 
some great camp package, including, you know, once again, a, a support of the One Campfire Initiative uh, in, in British Columbia and quite frankly throughout North America um, through a real cool uh, sheep camp and Barney's uh, Sports Chalet raffle that, uh, that we're offering specifically with monies going to the One Campfire Initiative. Um, so, and as Keith mentioned, you know, we've, we've got the Lesson One Club. Well, we're not going to have the beer reception, so we've opened that up. Um, you know, in the past, you needed to be a Lesson One and or Lesson One I Club member to be in the drawing. And, and as I remind your, uh, your listeners, you know, that is, you know, if, if you joined in 2020 at our show for the 2020 drawing, you need to renew for the 2021 drawing. It's not an annual membership from a year standpoint, it's a drawing membership. So if you are if you haven't renewed for the 2021 Less Than One Club, Less Than One iClub drawing and you qualify, do so now on our website. Um, but we're, we've opened that up. If we can't have a beer reception, well then fine. Your Less Than One Club and your Less Than One iClub uh, membership gets you in the drawing. We consider you present to win. Our membership uh, manager, Sydney Broadway, will be doing the drawing, and we're going to draw some lucky winners for three doll sheep and then some great international hunts. Uh, all you need to be is a member of Wild Sheep Foundation and a member of the, uh, the, the, the either the I Club or the Less Than One Club. Um, you know, we, we talked about the Life Member event. Well, we can't have a breakfast, but Life members can participate and be present by uh, registering for the show and there's a life member event ticket for 50 bucks you're in the drawing for a la pomosa desert bighorn sheep hunt that we've sold for as high as one hundred and fifty-five thousand dollars. uh not a bad deal uh, summit life members are in automatically so we're we're making people present uh with lower dollar uh you know entry fees and uh, and participation we got some kind of clever things going with our one more for four those uh, those sheep hunter listeners of uh talk is sheep know our one more for pro four program that's if you've taken three of the four north american wild sheep you may need a desert you may need a dolls you may need a stone you may, may need a bighorn to complete your finaz uh if you've registered with kim neither's in our office you're in the drawing you need to be at Sheep Week, so how do you do that? You pay your $50 registration fee. You're in a drawing for a Desert Bighorn Sheep Hunt with Sierra, uh, Sierra El Alamo automatically for that. Um, then you watch our Saturday night drawing and be on, you know, be at the show, and which is from your home, from your from your uh, desktop, from your you know your your handheld device. You need to be watching because we're going to draw from those, uh, you know, that one more for four registrants, a, a winner. That, when we draw it, we're going to plug a phone number up on the, on the screen, and it's going to be Bernie Fieldy, who is the founder of that program in two decades ago. Uh, he's having a party at his place in Florida. You call Bernie, you win. You don't call Bernie, we'll give you about 30 to 45 seconds to do it. Same thing as we would do on stage in Reno. Um, you know, you're, uh, you're one. You don't call Bernie, you didn't win. 
funny. I, I remember years ago when we had a we had an employee that was was working on the one of our development guys uh, was doing the drawing with Bernie, and you know, and he's drawing these these potential winners, and they're not there. And I think he went through about four or five or six, you know, and, and later, you know, he told me, he goes, you know, geez, Gray, it's just, it's just so sad in that, in that room when they're not there. And I go, oh, no, no, no. It's sad for the guy or gal that's not there. It's fantastic for the folks that are in the room that you're drawing again. So, you know, we're going to do the same thing. We just had to be creative. And so we're going to do it virtually and, uh, and we'll go live. Uh, to the fieldy uh, home in uh, in Florida, and Bernie's going to be waiting for your phone call. So, fabulous ways to win. You know, Keith mentioned there's you know 17, 18 hunts to win. You know, we know that uh, that winning the sheep hunt is a great incentive to participate in the Wild Sheep Foundation and our work. We've provided those for you. That's awesome. Uh, no, great. There's going to be some listeners that uh, aren't members. And the Lesson One Clubs have been incredibly successful and, and very uh, uh, a great program. Tons of people are part of that. For our listeners that haven't heard of it, can you just touch on that, what that is and, and what's involved there and, and what's required um, for that? You bet. Kyle, we, we launched the program. It was conceived in 2012 over, I think, a lot of rum and cokes at Rum Bullions at the Silver Legacy and in uh, in reno by um uh, our graphics designer justin phillips his brother cody uh and i think chris kamak and, and and becky lane who was our exhibits manager and they were you know they were doing some post uh, post sheep show uh you know late saturday night uh, early sunday morning cocktails and kind of lamenting over the fact that you know i just mentioned the one more for four program and there's all sorts of different schemes that that people who have taken you know wild sheep could maybe get another and it was Justin or Cody that says, "What a, you know, what about something for those of us who have not yet taken a wild sheep ram? You know, what what about those of us that have taken less than one?" Uh, so there, the Less Than One Club was born in 2013. We launched it, uh, and it was a, a deal that if you have not yet taken a wild sheep ram, a Dolls, a Fannin, a Rocky, uh, a, a Desert. Um, or you know the a, a, a stones. I think I mentioned stones. If you haven't yet taken one of them, we're and you pay a twenty-five dollar fee, we'll put you in the less than one club. You have to be a member of the Wild Sheep Foundation first. Uh, and then your twenty-five dollar fee, you get a really cool uh, black and uh, black and white uh, T-shirt with a less than one club, and we enter you in a drawing for now. It's three different doll sheep. Uh, used to be in an, in an in-person world, um, we would draw one of the winners. You didn't have to be present to win. The other two winners, you had to be at the beer reception in Reno on Friday afternoon, and, uh, and you'd win one of those hunts. So uh, pretty, pretty fun program. The other kind of neat deal as we, we, as we you know, matured the program, we started to realize, you know, this is really the only club that you join and you want to get kicked out of. Um, you know, members that have not yet or, or you know, or aspirational folks that haven't yet taken a wild sheep ram, I mean, they can win their first sheep hunt, uh, but they're even prouder to put either a red, uh, some tape across that Lesson One Club uh, logo, and, and you've been kicked out. You take a wild sheep ram, you're out of it. Uh, a little later on, I think it was 2015, 2016, maybe 2017, we created the Lesson One Eye Club 
So that's for someone who has not yet taken a international uh, sheep, you know, some, something outside of North America. So uh, two fun uh, programs, you know, it's a membership within a membership, but a great way uh, at a low uh, price point to entry to win uh, your, uh, your, you know, your first uh, North American sheep hunt, or if you're in the iClub, your first international sheep or goat hunt. That's, that's fantastic, Grace. So just to be clear for our listeners, um, for 120 bucks, you're getting basically a shot at four uh, sheep hunts. So you got your $50 registration, which you don't need to be a member to be part of that. You can just show up and be part of the experience for the $50, no membership required, get all these free seminars. You, you splurge and you spend the 45 bucks on a one-year membership, and then you buy a less than one club membership for 25. So you're in for 120 bucks and you got a shot at winning four sheep hunts. Those are pretty good odds and a pretty cheap investment. You're not going to find any lottery tickets that are going to get you those kind of odds. So, uh, you know, conservation aside with all the great work that the foundation's doing, um, if you just look at, uh, from a gambling perspective, you got a pretty good odds on, on, uh, winning something. If you, if you sign up as a member and sign up for, uh, the experience. So, um, so, so now, more importantly, this really goes to wild sheep conservation. And I just want to touch on this. And I know you guys are very tight on time, so we'll, we'll kind of – but I just want to touch on this because really at the end of the day, like he said at the start of the show, we're all here for wild sheep and conservation. That's what this is all about. So, um, you know, maybe for some of our BC listeners that – and I see this sometimes that people don't understand the work that the foundation's doing – in BC, they look at it and they go, oh, they're putting money on the ground all around the world and in North America. The one thing I think that some people don't understand is the work that the foundation's done in British Columbia. Can you guys touch on that a little bit on on the support you've given British Columbia over the last two, three decades uh, and the work that's been done here? You know, Kyle, there is not another jurisdiction in the world that um, either, you know, our prior name is the Foundation for North American Wild Sheep or our current from 2007 on uh, the Wild Sheep Foundation. There is not one jurisdiction in the world that we haven't spent more money and more emphasis in and effort in than British Columbia. Um, you know, as, as you know, your listeners know, I mean, you're, you're, you're home to three subspecies of wild sheep, bighorn, you know, I mean, throwing the California bighorn, you know, bighorn, stalls, stones, um, depending on the science, you know, you, you may be the only location that are really stone sheep. Um, and wild sheep foundation has spent millions and millions of dollars. Um, in the province uh, supporting wild sheep restoration. You know, our, our programs are in partnership with Wild Sheep Society of BC. They're in partnership with GOABC. Uh, they're in partnership uh, often with BC Wildlife Federation. We, we run the full gamut, whether it's a, a, a non-resident scenario or a resident scenario, it doesn't really matter. You know, our focus is on the resource, uh, the wild sheep resource. Um, and, and that should be the thing that we focus on. You know, always be mindful of that that ram, lamb, or you on the ridge line, and, and that, and that's where our focus should remain, and it does. You know, we're, you know, we're big uh, uh, supporters of the one campfire campaign, uh, big supporters of the um, who cares campaign, and fight for the hunt. Uh, we're funding um, you know, disease research. Uh, and, you know, the partnership that Wild Sheep Society of BC has had with the domestic sheep producers in the Movi Free campaign. 
working up in northern BC with uh, the Taltan um, First Nation uh, on projects for stone sheep and Doan Mountain, uh, research projects with Helen Schwansky. You know, I mean, they're you know the you know from from way back in the Fanaz days of even helping to reintroduce elk into certain portions of Lower BC to bighorn projects, disease projects, habitat projects, and thinhorn projects. Um, the province has no bigger friend than the Wild Sheep Foundation. Uh, well said, Gray. We're super thankful for what you guys do, and you know that I'm absolutely blown away about the uh, the funds that have gone on the ground here in BC to support the uh, the resource and wild sheep conservation. There's it's unparalleled. I, you know, I I was recently on another podcast, and I challenged the uh, the host to say, "Give me another organization that's done the work that the uh, foundation has done for any species in the province." And um, yeah, there was no reply. So. Hats off to the foundation and a huge supporter for that reason. Um, on on that note, Gray um, and Keith, can you guys just talk to the state of conservation or where we're at now? So we've had to, you know, you use the tool, uh, the terminology, retool and reinvent, Gray, with, with our fundraising model. Um, where are we at now? What do things look like for conservation? Just holistically, I guess, you know, where, where do we sit? You know, obviously we need the money to do the work. Um, and then we need, you know, the people to do the work. But, you know, we've all taken a, a step back with the current pandemic. Where do we sit now uh, conservation-wise in our world? You know, Keith, you, um, you've made the very astute statement, and this is months back, that, um, you know, conservation in particular and wild sheep, you know, or conservation in general and wild sheep conservation in particular is not going to take a year off. Um, and you talk a lot about the wild sheep economy. Maybe maybe you can expand a little on that, and I'll come in on the end. Sure. Well, there's 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 no question that the pandemic has affected you know everything. Travel, um, specifically to conservation. You know, we we know that a lot of the normal fundraising opportunities, uh, special. Uh, specifically like our local chapters uh, and affiliates uh, lost those uh, events. Uh, they had to repivot, retool, do some things online. Uh, you know, so the, the funding took a little bit of a backseat. We have seen, unfortunately, some projects that have been green-lighted that had to have been postponed uh, just because of personal contact and travel restrictions. Uh, we're hopeful that that stuff is going to loosen up and, and still continue. We are seeing some really positive things here down in the States. Uh, we've got two uh, trap and transfer new population uh, programs going on in here in Montana. In fact, one trap and transfer is going to happen this week, or this coming week, uh, taking some sheep out of the breaks and, and moving them to the Little Belt Mountains, establishing a complete new population there. Uh, the Amovi work is still going on. Um, so there's been some hiccups, uh, but it's still going forward uh, in, in, in bits and starts. And, uh, you know, this this effect is not going to last forever. Um, and, and we'll be back, back in business. Uh, but the, as Gray talked about, we, we weren't just going to, you know, take our bat and ball and go home and wait for this to blow over. Um, 
we're still investing monies. We fortunately did have our convention in 2020 this year before the shutdown. Uh, those monies were raised uh, and and have been engaged and are being engaged you know, where they can. And if not, you know, we're sitting on those funds until those things can actually happen. Um, so, you know, there there is were some concerns about participation, hunter participation, conservation funding in general. Um, from what I've seen and, and, and the people I've talked to, uh, the activation of, of hunting and participation was an all-time high this year. You know, people, for whatever reason, wanted to get out, wanted to be active, wanted to participate, hunt where they could, fish where they could, recreate where they could. Uh, activity in national parks down here is at an all-time high. Camping, outdoor recreation, you know, that all fits into a, a large segment of, of the conservation economy. Um, you know, gun purchases, ammunition purchases down here, that taxation goes into conservation funding through Pittman-Robertson. That's breaking records. So we're, we're in a in a good place in many ways and in other places we're still waiting for uh you know for the green light to get back into it as you know i'm i'm a i'm a cross-border household my wife is a canadian um albertan um and so you know i, I follow both the u.s news and and then certainly canadian news and i mean there was an article uh that came out last night on cbc um on the rollout of the vaccine uh, provincially and territorially. And, you know, obviously the border closure um, has had a huge impact on, on our industry, um, but, it, but it's also had an impact on the conservation dollars in the wild sheep economy. Um, you know, I mentioned that we're having live online auctions as, a, as well as the timed online auctions that are not live. Uh, the live component is driven in large part by the special permits and tags that uh, Wild Sheep Foundation is the, the marquee seller of. Um, back in 2014, we did a, a, a kind of a survey project, a research project on wild sheep conservation dollars and where they come from. And we used Western Association of Fish and Wildlife Agency uh, data. You know, so that is west-wide um, uh, Canada and, and USA data. Um, you know, that, that showed us that 74% of all wild sheep conservation dollars going into an agency, uh, be they, you know, be or ministry, you know, being in, in, in the, uh, you know, the BC ministry, Yukon, NWT, uh, Alberta, uh, and then the lower 48. 74% uh, of wild sheep conservation dollars came from either a auction tag or a raffle tag. Now, Wild Sheep Foundation is fortunate enough to sell the BC minister tag, and then there's a raffle tag that goes along. Um, that was impacted this year by COVID and the border closure. Uh, you know, we're fortunate enough to send, sell the Kalani First Nation tag. Uh, that tag sold for $340,000 at our Reno convention. But the border closure impacted that. Um, you know, those agencies depend on that 74%. You know, interesting enough, 40% of those dollars come from one organization, the Wild Sheep Foundation. So it kind of shows the, the impact of our organization on, on agency dollars. 
Um, but one of the reasons why we are going to a live format is we owe that to the resource and we owe that to the agencies we support. You know, Wild Sheep Foundation annually directs about $6 million on the grounds this, this past year, 6.5, but about $6 million on the ground of wild sheep conservation, restoration, and habitat projects and other mission programs. You know, you look at the footprint of our organization, 8,500 members and $6 million, uh, that may be a small footprint, but it's a hell of a large conservation shadow that we cast. Uh, we have a responsibility uh, to those agencies uh, and to the resource. So, you know, those special permits and tags, we have them again. We will sell them again, but we're going to do it live. Um, we've done well on the online auctions, uh, but we, we're going to leave nothing to chance because, again, the resource needs the dollars. The agencies need the dollars. Uh, so we're going to do our best to raise those dollars. As Keith pointed out, you know, there's been, uh, there's, you know, there's, there's been some incredible growth uh, in outdoor usage. Same north of our, of our border, um, you know, BC, I read the articles, BC and Alberta, Yukon, um, not so much NWT with their border closure, but, you know, the, the park usage and provincial parks and federal parks, um, you know, national parks in, in Canada has been off the charts. Uh, some of that usage is good. Uh, same south. Some of that use is not so good. Um, you know, there's a there's a whole a whole cadre of individuals that may not have the conservation ethos and ethics that uh, that many of us who are always in the wild um, have. Uh, but you know, th there's been huge impacts on on habitat uh, because of that bigger footprint of everyone wanting to get outdoors. Good thing, but there's some consequence to it. Uh, so, you know, bottom line, those agencies uh, need uh, need our help. The resource needs our help. Habitat programs need our help. The disease projects that we're doing need our help. And, uh, and Wild Sheep Foundation is not going to take a year off and uh, step back. We're right in the game. Uh, we've retooled. We've rethought our business. And, you know, through this Sheep Week, uh, the experience, we're very confident we're going to raise an exceptional amount of money and drive that right back into uh, the wild sheep that we love. That's fantastic, Gray. It's uh, super, super positive and super uplifting. And I'm super glad to, to be part of this and, and see it happening. And, and I'm, I'm really excited about the experience. I just cannot wait. Um, and I think on that note, uh, there's not much more positive we can say than that um, on the great work that's been done and the positivity moving forward. Um, Keith, I know you guys are on a tight timeline there. Did you have any closing words that you wanted to share with our listeners before you head out? Uh, no, we've, we've covered a lot. Um, I would, I would say it, it's been an exciting journey for me to see the capabilities and in, in, in the future of, you know, not only, conservation expos but the, the the funding model for conservation and the inclusivity of this now uh we we ended up talking a lot about funding um this is going to create a way for more and more people to engage obviously sportsmen have been the, the cutting edge of of conservation in north america uh, through their participation, through their passion, through their activity, through their lifestyle. 
and, and willing to step up to the plate, willing to put in that little extra something in the, in the conservation envelope. This new virtual um, opportunity is, is going to just enhance that, and, and we're excited to be able to be the first to bring this forward. I suspect others will follow, and that's just going to help conservation in general across the board as we go forward. Fantastic, Keith. So for our listeners, uh, the raffles are available. Go over to wildsheepraffle.org. Is that uh, the correct address there on that one? Sure is. Okay. So you can get over there, get some tickets. There's a ton of great giveaways, uh, tons of hunts, rifles, uh, guns, uh, hunting uh, gear. Um, So check that out. And to sign up for the experience, it's over to www.sheepweek.org. Is that correct? You got it. Yeah, so 50 bucks gets you in the door. Uh, I recently did it. I registered myself. You can pick up your membership there. I encourage you guys to get your memberships. Um, 50 bucks for the event, $45 for a one-year membership. And uh, I don't need to say much more about the work that Wild Sheep Foundation does for conservation all across the landscape, no matter where you're at. So, uh, gentlemen, I want to thank you for your time. And uh, it was a pleasure to speak to you. I want to wish you the best of luck with the experience. And I can't wait for one month today, January 11th, uh, when uh, the experience goes live. Totally stoked. Thank you very much, Kyle. Happy holidays. Yeah, Kyle. Same to you, gentlemen. uh, So appreciate the work of the Wild Sheep Society of BC, a uh, unbelievable organization. And... um, I'm I'm very proud to be a Monarch Life member of that great group. Yeah, we're proud to have you, Gray, for sure. So thank you, gentlemen. Have a wonderful day, and uh, we'll see you live a month from today. Sounds great.